bait and switch. The term itself has a terrible connotation in the sense that we're being taken advantage of. We're being told one thing and we end up with another. But isn't that what happens with our borderline? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Bait and switch. We all know about that. The classic bait and switch examples in which, uh, let's say a mattress, they advertise a mattress for $29 and you run into the store getting and looking for that mattress for $29 and you end up paying for a mattress triple the amount because that actual $29 mattress never exists. Let's break it down to our relationships with somebody with cluster B. That's very much the way it is in the bait and switch when it comes down to our relationships with somebody with borderline personality disorder, because we're buying into a mirage. We're buying into a shapeshifter. We're buying into somebody who's showing us something that we so desperately want as codependents and as caretakers. We get the validation. We get the affection. We get the physical We get all of that, and then all of a sudden, it's taken away from us. A classic bait and switch. We are promised, we are future faked into believing that this is the way it's always going to be. And then when it doesn't happen, when it is removed from us, when the borderline splits on us, when the borderline detaches, when the borderline discards us, we are left wanting for more. We can't believe that we are a victim of bait and switch. We have been lured into a false sense of a relationship, into their false sense of reality, into what they believe we want. They give us what they want or what we want, and then they take it away. How's that possible? As the relationship goes on, we become a lightning rod for them to deflect and project their inner pain and anger to because they are experiencing it and they don't want to experience it. So now they're putting it onto us. They are transference. It's transference. It's a classic case of transferring their pain and anger onto us. They cannot take fault for their behaviors because of their pain and anger. And therefore, everything is our fault. Have you ever felt that way? That we are the bane of their existence. So, yeah, it's not fair. And it's not pleasant. And it pains me to see so many people out there listening to this podcast and other podcasts who are, I guess, still in shock. And believe me, I've been in this relationship for over 20 years And now I can sit here as a survivor and a continuance of this relationship and be able to reflect and relate to you as a warning, as a public service, that if you're in the beginnings of a relationship with somebody who you suspect is borderline or has been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder or is a narcissist or a psychopath or any of the other cluster Bs out there, then it's best that you understand that this is not going to be an easy path. I've had a lot of emails from people saying, hey, if you know what you're dealing with, why don't you just accept it and carry on and adapt? And well, folks, that's what I've been doing for 20 years. That's why I'm sitting here doing this podcast. I have accepted my wife for who she is and what she is, and I have adapted accordingly. But I'm trying to tell other people that perhaps this is not the best choice 
and and it starts with you understanding yourself and maybe recognizing the fact that if you are a caretaker in this relationship, which is the role you will play, then you are frequently considered to be codependent, okay? You're dependent on this person. You have a trauma bond with this person. You can't imagine a life beyond the relationship that you presently have. You're blinded by it. You're gaslit. You're made to believe that it's you that's at fault. You become a lightning rod, as I said. You, you're really the reason why everything is wrong in their lives. They are projecting their pain and their disappointment in their lives onto you. This is something that I deal with every single day. It is amazing to me that the most benign statement, I can give you an example that happened just earlier this week, having a conversation with my wife on the phone, and I was talking about I had picked up our daughter at school, and we were driving home, and we were behind the bus that if she were on the bus, taking the bus, that that would have been the bus that she was on. And somehow, some way, all of a sudden, my wife starts talking about how she was the one who picked up our daughter and took our daughter to school, how she made the sacrifice in her life, how this is the reason why she doesn't have a career. This is, you know, she put her life on hold to do this. And I had to stop her. Because I said, I just made a statement. I just said, well, we were, you know, behind the bus that, you know, our daughter would be taking. And we, and I just made a, a very simple comment. And yet that simple comment unleashed a torrent of her anger and her disdain and her martyrdom that she is doing everything for everybody and she's not doing anything for herself and her life has been put on hold because of our youngest daughter and because I never ever picked up our daughter never ever took her to school and um, why am I making that uh, why am I making such a simple statement and not acknowledging the fact and this is where the MPD comes in that she was the be all and end all well that's just not a normal thing to do and I recognize that now and I'm able to in a small way, set a boundary by saying, look, uh, I don't have this conversation because this is one of those, you know, you're going to go around and around the mulberry bush and nothing is ever going to be done. Or you're going to bait me into getting into an argument with you and then blaming me for the argument. See how that works. So the, the crux of my bait and switch story here for this particular podcast is working on yourself. So many people are trapped in these relationships, worried about their borderline, worried about the narcissist, worried about what are they going to do? How are they feeling? How can I make them feel better? Stop. Understand. You will never make them feel better. And if you do, it will be very brief because they will revert back to their normal pattern of behavior. Understand that you can't change the narcissist. You can't change the borderline. It has to come from them. If they want to change, then they face a very, very difficult path. But it comes back to you, to me. You have to make the change. You have to start to self-heal. You have to believe in yourself because they're not going to believe in you. They're not going to validate you. They want validation but they are not going to validate you ever. 
and understand that they probably, and I hate to say this too, and it pains me to say this because I'm speaking from my own experience, they don't love you. They don't have the capacity to love you. Do they care? Is there some empathy there? Mm, Debatable. And that's a case-by-case basis. My wife lacks empathy. I could come home in tears and she would tell me to buck it up. She would tell me to suck it up. She'd tell me that that doesn't belong in this household. And she's told me that before. You know, she doesn't understand that other people can feel pain. Only she can feel pain. Only she carries the chains of pain. So understand that if you're looking for empathy, if you're looking for understanding, if you're looking for a borderline narcissist or anybody else with cluster B to hold your hand and say, don't worry, it's going to be okay. That's not going to happen. So the moral of this podcast is to turn inward, heal yourself and discover your own self value. That is kryptonite to anybody with cluster B. When you can rise above these people, when you can not be a lightning rod to their pain and their despair, and if you can not let them suck you dry emotionally and occupy your mind and live in your mind where all you're doing is thinking about how can I work around this person? How can I coexist with this person? How can I not trigger? That takes a lot of mental effort. It exhausts people. It exhausts me. I'm exhausted. Emotionally, I am exhausted because it takes so much thought. And as I said before, in my earlier example about the comment about being behind a school bus, you just don't know what is going to trigger a borderline. What is going to make them fly off into a rage? What is going to make them erase your emotional sandcastle? What is going to make them shoot you down from chutes and ladders when you're on a ladder or when you're working your way to the finish line, all of a sudden you hit a shoot and you go all the way back to the beginning of the game because that's how life is with a borderline or a cluster B. It's a emotional roller coaster. So for those of you who are curious and are listening to this podcast thinking, wow, is it really that bad? Yeah, it can be that bad and it will be that bad. And will you have good times? Maybe they're fleeting though, because inadvertently we go back to square one. As I said, you're constantly building emotional sandcastles. You're constantly rebuilding the relationship and you're putting in a tremendous amount of effort. And then a lot of us step back and say, my gosh, I've spent 20 years. I've spent 15 years. I've spent six years. For me, it's over 20 years trying to maintain a relationship, and I put a question mark there because I'm not absolutely sure what I have. That's what I'm working on right now, trying to understand what really is the dynamic of this relationship because it's a give and there's a take and there's no reciprocity in the relationship. You're giving, 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 and they're taking, they're taking. And their appetite becomes more and more as time goes on. And they will take more of you if you let them. So again, take a step back. Look at where you are. Check out the geography of your emotional landscape and start to work on yourself. And if you decide to stay in the relationship, that's great. Kudos to you. But you have to strengthen yourself. You have to have self-worth. 
you have to believe that you're worth more than perhaps the borderline is giving you credit for. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I appreciate your emails and your perspective. Always welcome your comments, positive or negative. Always happy to hear from you. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Till next time, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>